This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got all tons of stuff from the wrestling world to all the sporting major leagues, even comic books, anything you need or want, old or new. They have got it. Their best thing is they ship worldwide even better. They update daily. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, Final Fantasy V, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts, travel mugs, anything you need or want, it is there. But the best thing, the easiest thing, the freest thing to do to support the show each and every week is please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, and most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest, you can catch currently tearing it up on the wrestling indie scene. Second generation professional wrestler, Ron Bass Jr. Hello. How's it going, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Everything is good on my end. Okay, let's get this right off the bat. You have a junior attached. I said second yes. generation wrestler. Yes. Put two and two together. Your dad, Ron Bass. Yes. So is that your journey into professional wrestling? Did you always want yes. to be a wrestler because of your dad? Um, so unintentionally, yes. Um uh, I, I say unintentionally because, like, it's always been in the back of my head. It's always been, like, on my heart to be a wrestler, but I oh. never, like, I was like, oh, I'll wrestle. Uh, you know, I'll start eventually. I'll start eventually. I'll start okay. eventually. Uh, and then eventually turned into, uh, not to get sad right off the bat, but eventually turned into my dad passing away. Right. And then uh, I went on a, bit, a real bad, like, 
uh, I would not like I didn't become a full blown alcoholic, but I went on a like a long like a couple month bender of drinking all the time and like sure. partying, trying to forget everything. Finally, like got like got that out of my system, and then like a year and a half later. Uh, I just woke up one morning and I was like, "Hey, dickhead! Like, get it, to, get it together! Like, if you don't do this now, you're never going to like wake, wake the fuck up, basically." So um, I did. Uh, I called a school, a school like local in my area. Uh, they gave me the info, and then like that was August of 2018. They had just started a brand new like beginners class. Okay. Which so then January of 2019 is when I started with like the fresh class. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. So, okay, so how about yeah. this? Since obviously you were close with your dad, any homage to your dad, like in terms of moves or in ring attire? Um, I wear the double horseshoes on my trunks. There you go. Because that's what my dad wore in his. Um, obviously, I, I named myself after him. Um, and then I do my dad's. My finish is also my dad's finish. Oh, there Which you was go. the Texas Gourd Buster. Which the easiest way to describe it for anyone that's never seen it, if you, it's imagine watching someone do the pedigree, but you ne- but they didn't hook the their opponent's arms, so gotcha. head between the legs, straight up, straight down. Okay, so it's sort of like a straight pile driver, right? Like a pancake no, pile driver or something. No, 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 no. Well, I, I wouldn't call it a pile driver because a pile. It's like um, again, like the the only way I know how to describe it is is the pedigree, like. Um. That's I don't know how to describe it. It's it, like it wouldn't be a pedigree because there's no lifting. When I say straight up, it's that means I'm I'm jumping up slightly and then I'm planting your fi- like planting you face first. Oh, straight down. And then you land on your knees. Then just like the pedigree. Yes, oh, and, and okay, gotcha. That's what I mean by when I say it's just like the pedigree. The only difference is I don't hook the arms with it. So is that a maneuver that your dad came up with himself, or did he get it from if somewhere I, else? If I remember correctly. My, I can't remember who it was, but my dad said that he got it from a, a Spanish wrestler. I can't remember if it was a Puerto Rican okay. wrestler or a wrestler from Cuba. I can't remember who he said he saw do it first, but he saw someone else do it first, and then he started doing it. Now, another move I saw that you used to use, I don't know if you still use it to this day, is the Boss Man Slam. Yes, now, absolutely. I love that move. One of my favorites, even in the video games when I used to play, that's the whole yeah. reason why I love Boss Man. Like, that move was just, I don't know, it was just unique for its time, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Now, this whole thing about asking permission for moves, what is your take on this? Because me, as looking outside in, isn't everything eventually going to be taken someday? So, like... Everything, so, yes, everything is eventually going to be taken someday. Um, it also, so, like, I don't, I, at the top, top level, it's different absolutely like at the top 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 level it's asking for permission is something that absolutely needs to be talked about and had Mm. like um unfortunate like at this level at the level that i'm at boss man slam see you call it the boss man slam uh the wrestling i grew up with it's the black hole slam ah that's true too Right. I'm a huge Abyss fan. Like, I love, love, I'm not even joking. I love Abyss. I love Joseph Park. Like, I love everything about it. So, like, for me, it's the black, whenever I call it, it's the black hole slam. For me personally. Like, I understand it is a boss man slam, but, like, for me, it's black, it's black, it's always going to be the black hole slam for me. (laughs) I just can't help it. I, like, there's no, like, everyone does it. There are certain moves everyone does. Joseph Park's retired. Like, it's not like we're on the same roster and I'm doing his moves. True. You know what I mean? But also, like, if I'm on a show with um, who's someone, like, who's, like, a top indie star that has, like, a recognizable, like, easy finish to do. Um, oh, like, if, I, if I'm if i Effie, 
Okay. If I'm on a card, if I'm on a card with Effie, Perfect I'm example. not doing the fucking the. It, I know it is the Rough Rider, but right. like, I'm not doing that. If I'm on a card with Zach, if I'm on a card with Matt Cardona, I'm not doing that. I see. Like, yeah, that makes sense. If I'm on a card with John Moxley, I'm not doing paradigm <laughs> shift or the bully choke. Like it's just there are certain things. You know what I mean? No, I totally get it. Now bringing up TNA and uh, that that abyss is that the wrestling that you grew up on? So I grew up on all of it. Okay. Um, for me, so, so for me, I grew up on a, Impact a little bit more at like for a certain portion of my life. Okay. Because as a, as an adolescent, I had a bedtime. Well, makes sense. I had a, I had a bedtime. <laughs> so. When the days I didn't have bedtimes were Fridays. And back in the day, Impact, formerly known as TNA, yeah. uh, you know, uh, was on Spike TV on Friday nights. Okay. So I could, I could, and it would come on after SmackDown. Oh, even better. So, so SmackDown would happen, and then at like 10 o'clock, Impact would happen right. on Spike. Okay. So I, I would watch, um, if I was at if I was at my dad's, I'd watch it with dad. Dad would go to bed after SmackDown. I'd watch Impact. If I was at mom's, I would do it in my room by myself. Like, gotcha, gotcha. I'd watch the shows like Impact. Like, I, I was I, I I was like because of the bedtime situation, I grew up a SmackDown a SmackDown and Impact kid. Like, okay, my that's um, not too shabby. Though. I have so I can I can pick pick out like random like random things I remember. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember John Cena's Ruthless Aggression promo, like the Ruthless okay. Aggression debut. I remember Chuck and Billy getting like the, <laughs> fa- the fake marriage. Right. But if I had to really define like um, a time, like the era of wrestling that I was watching uh-huh. on like it, through the, through WWE and through um, SmackDown stuff, it was the SmackDown six oh, and then doctor gosh. of thugonomics like was the main thing i i remember the entire roddy piper zach gowan big show storyline oh shit <laughs> like that's that's what i was watching <laughs> oh wow when when zach gowan had to wrestle big show and then brock had to come out and and hit big show with the f5 and then kurt came out and hit the angle slam like i remember all of it when they when roddy piper first pulled zach gowan's leg off i remember all that's that's what i was watching Oh my goodness, that's too hilarious. But now, are you able to go back and appreciate sort of like the golden era and the attitude era, or are you straight? Or... Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not an idiot. Like I know where I come from. Like I And this is no disrespect to no one, but I meet fans and other like independent wrestlers alike sure. that are like, yeah, I started watching wrestling in like 2012, and I'm like, oh, oh. shit. I'm like, oh, come on. There's such there. There's a. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bad, bad wrestling oh, from the Attitude Era and the, the, the new generation, the Attitude Era, even before that. There's a lot of bad wrestling and there's also a lot of things that they did that they could get away with back then that That's is true. like classless and tasteless now, yeah. uh, like undoubtedly. Like, but there's a lot of good stuff in there as well. So uh, and out of the, all the eras, and not the one that you grew up with. The going backwards. What's what's your favorite watching? I'm a I'm a territory brother. Like, oh, through through. you go way back. I'm a I'm a huge like I'm an '85 territory brother. Okay. like to the core. Okay, okay. Like I want Flair going 60 minutes for the world's championship every night. <laughs> like I want Har- I want Harley Race doing the headbutt. I want like I want Ron Bass Senior 
just doing whatever J.J. Dillon tells him to. Like, I want Buddy Landell being scared of Dusty Rhodes. That's the kind of shit that I want. I want Mid-Atlantic. I want NWA. I want AWA. Like, I want, that's what I want. That's my shit. No, that's awesome, too, because, uh, again, a lot of people look down on that era because... I want Harley... I'm sorry. I'm no, so go for sorry. it. Please. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. My brain just went to... I have I have ADHD real bad. <laughs> it's all good. It's I a multi-guess, my friend. Go for it. I have it real bad, and if when something comes to my brain, I just blurt it out. Like, I want world-class... I want Harley Race putting $25,000 on the head of Ric Flair. That's the type of shit that I like. I like it all. I like it all. But that's where... <laughs> like, that's... If it's storytelling, that's what I want. That's what I do. Like... No, and storytelling at its finest. Like some people think that storytelling only happens in promos, but if you understand the psychology and it's what's going on in the, in the ring, it's like, come on! Like you can have best of both worlds. Like, and but this is why I, a lot of people are not recognizing that the era we're in right now could be potentially the best era of all time, just because of the mixture that there is out there. So any type of professional wrestling that you like to watch, go on the internet and you'll find it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so how about, okay, you said it, watching wrestling with your dad. How difficult was that with him coming from the business, obviously? Was he critiquing all the time, or was he just, no. like, a true fan? No, he just, so uh, dad didn't really care. So, like, it's for me, it started watching his old tapes. Oh, okay. So he would just answer my questions about stuff. Like, oh, so he didn't play, like, kayfabe on you and shit, and, like... No. Okay, okay. No, he let. Oh no, no, he let me. But like, he let me believe until a certain age, and he was like, oh, okay. like he would, and then he would just laugh. <laughs> and then he would just laugh at me, and he was like, bro, he was like, kid, they're they're they got you, they're working you, kid. Like at like twelve, thirteen is when he was. It is basically when he told me the Santa wasn't real of wrestling. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. So uh, that's what it was. Is I'd be like, Dad, can I watch like one of your tapes? And he'd be like, Yeah, sure, go pick one. And it would be like uh, Saturday night's main event. It'd be old um, uh, world class championship wrestling, Georgia championship wrestling, championship wrestling from Florida, all mm. that kind of stuff. So now again, also, did you get to meet any of these older vets while hanging out with your dad? I mean, I've met I've met a who's who of those guys throughout the years. Like, oh, nice. even now, currently wrestling, I'm still meeting more like older guys. But I okay. mean, like, uh, Dusty Rhodes was like family to us when I was a kid. Oh. Like, when I was in Fantastic. high school, he'd come watch me play football if he was in town because that was when uh, NXT was FCW and ah. it was based in, it was based in Tampa. Okay, Cause that's where I'm from. Right, that's where I was raised. Is I'm raised in Tampa, so like, Dusty would be like family. Um, Steve Kern is an older guy. Dad, Dad used to go to these Legends lunches mm. that a group of old Florida brothers. Um, I'm going to call everybody brother. Go like for it. I just, it's, you're not I the first. <laughs> I can't turn it off. I just, I, I try so hard. Even, even, uh, even with female, even with female brothers, wrestlers, it's sister see, brothers. Like it's all it's good. Sister. Right. I love it. So, um, <laughs> uh, it's it's a bunch of old. Old Florida guys that Florida brothers and retired to Florida brothers. That's right. So like Brian Brian Blair is the one that hosts it, but like Brian Blair, Ricky Santana, the Cuban Assassin, oh, awesome, um, uh, Bugsy McGraw, like all these super old school names. And then they, of course it's open to like anybody in the business. So you got like current Florida wrestlers, like I go. Um, sometimes my trainers will go. Uh, Jay Lethal, David Mercury, uh, and okay. Connor Big Con. Uh, my trainers will go. My peers will go. You know, it's 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 a good time, and they always honor someone from the community as in their like Hall of Fame. 
Now, being around all this, did you pick up anything like being a young guy from wrestling that you carry on today that you learned back in the day? Um, so like that's uh, those the the I didn't like pay attention enough to be Ooh. able to like everything I learned the way uh, everything I learned is subliminal, and when oh, I say okay. everything I learned is subliminal is like there are things. There are things that I just kind of know how to do and like and know what to do, care like business wise, promo wise, things like that. Okay, just yeah. from just from being around it and overhearing, like overhearing stuff that I didn't fully cart. Like uh, I, it's not like nowadays where I can ask a question. Like it's just stuff that kind of came to me, and I think it's because I was around all these conversations. Mm. Uh, things like that. Rocky Johnson, God rest his soul, was another one. Rocky Johnson was the first one to sit me down. Oh shit. When I started wrestling and I started going to those luncheons, he was the first one to grab me and sit me down and be like, all right, cool, let's talk. And we talked for a little while about different things. Like he was he was one of the first ones like that would talk to me about, like, what have I been doing? How are my matches going? What am I doing in my matches? You know, how are they book? How are places booking you? How are they building you? Things like that. Now, how about this? Being a child of a professional wrestler, when you went to school and people were watching these guys on TV, like even myself growing up in the 80s, like a true, true heel was like a pure villain and it scared the shit out of you. Your dad included. Like your dad was like, if I bumped into him on the street, (laughs) I would go the wrong, I wouldn't even say hi to him. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just something about that era that just brought out where you're, I guess you're able to do it because, you know, more kayfabe and all that sort of shit. But. I try. God damn it, I try. <laughs> but did the kids like try and like find out anything like behind the scenes or anything, or was it just? I mean, you you get the you mean like when I was in school or training? No, no, in school, obviously. Oh yeah, no. I mean, like, I never really shared. I didn't share it a whole lot. Like oh, it was okay. cool. It was just my cool little secret. Like, ah, um, that's probably. I better. mean, I, I so I would do it in two truths and a lie and shit like that. Like okay. I would do like. I'd mentioned that, and like every you know, everyone would have the you know, oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, and I'm like, and then I could be like, I mean, I could show you this the scars on my you know my dad's body, like I can show you the way he walks, like mm. his hips are fucked up, like right. I can show you, I like I can show you the way he works out and where his range of motion is gone now because of certain things. But Shit. you know what? What do I know? I just work here. I know, right? Like, <laughs> if people <laughs> just realize it, like yeah, obviously. Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's even nowadays, like, even, like, people that I talk to are, like, right. um, when I go into, like, like pursuing relationships with, if I, like, if I try to pursue relationships, friendships or romantic, sure. outside of wrestlers, and, like, outside of wrestlers or, pe- or fans, in, like, I, like, being friends with fans is one thing. I, dating fans is, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a not a, that's a touchy subject, but we of won't course. go there today. Um <laughs> But like in general, just relationships, uh, romantic, otherwise, with people that don't know about wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I call them, you know, some people will call them. They'll like reference Harry Potter, you know, Muggle, Muggle life, things like that. I call sure. it civilian life. Well, that's yeah. that's what I call it. So like when I talk, like when I use my shoot, like my real name, right. and I go out and I talk to people in my everyday real life that don't know wrestling. Yeah, those yeah. are that's my civilian life and my civilian friends. Like I'm going to a wedding in a couple weeks. Right. Like I'm in a wedding. And I'm telling people like, oh yeah, whose wedding is? I was like, oh, you wouldn't know. It's my civilian life. It's a civilian wedding. But it's um, you know what? It, I think it is important. This is in all walks of life to have that sort of ba- balance. But again, I also understand why people marry and stay within the business because it just makes life yeah. a little bit easier too, it right? Makes life easier, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
But yeah, even people like in my everyday life now, like for example, when I pursue those relationships, don't know much about wrestling, they're like, oh, right. wait, it's not real, or like <laughs> X, you know, they hit the it's not real, it's real, blah blah blah. And I'm, and I'm like, I can show you this death match I did where all the Jeez. I bled and it was very real. I can show you my back from taking this kendo stick mm. last night that I took last night that like that that'll show you this is real. Like I can show you that what a wrestling ring is made of, and it's not a giant trampoline. It's right. not a bunch of. It's not super padded like everyone thinks it is, and show you if it's real or not. Like, it's it's just crazy what goes through some people's. Again, you just have to be. Uh, I don't know. Again, that I, that could be a whole other episode for all different time. But again, going back to these '80s villains, like you said, you try in today's era. Would you prefer to be a heel back then versus in today's open market, so to speak? Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it just depends. It just it, so it, it just depends because the right heel, the right heel in this day and age, can still get as much heat as um, heels back then. The perfect example is one of my favorite people to share a locker room with. He's one of my fa- honestly independently is one of my favorite wrestlers now. It's a gentleman by the name of Darius Carter. Okay, like hand like Darius Car Darius Carter so old school he don't sell merch. Oh shit. He's so old school of a heel. He don't sell merch. Oh wow! Look at that. Hey, could could he make a Could he make an ignorant amount of money if he sold merch? Absolutely. But he's so old school. He don't sell merch. Oh my goodness! Really? Oh I, no! We talk. We've talked about it like in like before in length that, on shows that we've both been on. He doesn't sell merch. But what's his mentality behind that? Just to be the old school wrestler? It's just an old. It's just it's just that old school mentality. Like oh shit. Um, because well, because what most people you know if if. Well, the, the thing is, back in the day, I don't know if Darius does this now, or if, if this is because why, if this is one of the reasons why he does it. If he does, it's genius. Okay. Uh, back in the day, um, uh, heels got paid more because they couldn't push merch. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yep. Or it was either they got paid more, or they would like there was like a split with the baby faces on like merch money. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because they couldn't go out and sell merch and eight by tens and shirts or whatever. Right. Like. Makes sense. Heels got paid. Heels got paid more. Right. That's and that's like that's one of those things we look at. Oh, that's crazy. But yeah, no. But again, to stick to that art, that's what again makes the wrestler a good wrestler. Like you got to believe in. Yeah, you got to suspend disbelief every now and then. But at the same time, it's up to the wrestler to put everything out there to make it seem like you're still a professional wrestler. Like people forget yeah. the professional part of the professional wrestling. Like you know what I mean? Entertainment exactly. or not, like you're still a professional. <laughs> Okay, so again, now, every now, especially today's, everyone is almost a second or third generation wrestler. Do you think that's something that hinders someone nowadays versus how it was back in the day? Um, how, how do I talk about this? Uh-oh. That's not a bad thing. This is just, <laughs> this is like a conversation I have on the regular. Okay. Like, um... There's a lot of things uh, that make. There's a lot of things that help us, and there's a being second generation, j, second generation wrestlers. It's a double edged sword. Absolutely, there are things that benefit us, and absolutely, there are things that are detrimental to us. Okay. Like obviously, that, like so. Um, for I may except for me uh, with this first one because I don't experience this shit at all. Okay. Um, because the alleged thing is oh. Um, you're a second generation wrestler. It's easy. It's easier for you to get booked. Oh, where, where, how, <laughs> how? 
What do you mean? And maybe I'm just the shits, and people are gonna listen to this and go, "Ron, you'd get booked better. You'd get booked more if you were better." You're probably oh, true. I'm like Vader in '98. I'm just a fat piece of shit. <laughs> but hey, I'm fucking believable. Anyways, oh, sorry. Man. That's when I. It's just. It's a joke. It's it's a joke. I don't actually believe that about of myself. Of course, or else you wouldn't be still wrestling. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just. A, it's an inside joke with some friends and I. Because okay. that's an act. That's an actual Vader quote. Oh, is it? Okay. That's an actual Vader quote. Um. He he was on Raw. I think it was Raw ninety. He was wrestling. It was nineteen ninety eight. Okay. I believe he had just put. He had just lost to Shawn Michaels on TV. Okay. And he 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 rolls out, and he and I think it's an interview, and he looks at this camera and he goes, "I'm, I'm just a bad piece of shit." <laughs> so that's the joke. As always, is I you oh know. My God. Whenever, whenever the boys and I are feeling down about ourselves, one else right. will go, "Man, I'm just, I'm just Vader in '98. I'm just a fat piece of shit." <laughs> oh my god, that's so, hilarious. Um, but back to the, the question at hand. So right, right. Uh, they said, you know, uh, you know, oh, book, getting booked is easier. Okay, cool. Right. But on the flip side, the expect expectation for us to perform perform at, a, at an expe- like the expectation of how we perform is higher. That's true too. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, when, so like so when we succeed we succeed less um yeah. uh when we succeed we succeed less because people expect us to be there or it's a, oh he only got that success because they're a second generation wrestler but when we fail we fail harder than everybody else because it's oh you're a second generation wrestler you're supposed to be better than that no, of course, and that's where the double-edged sword, like you said, like that goes through. Like I think even like Charlotte cut a promo of some sort like that when she was compared to her dad. I remember where she was like the same thing that exactly that you said, and it's and it's so true. And people don't see it both again. Don't see it both ways. Every 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 failure is greater, and every success is less than. Yeah, exactly. And you guys always obviously have to put in more work to show that you guys are actually in it, and you're not getting so to speak spoon fed, right? No, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Okay, and you brought it up. Death matches, kendo sticks. You've been a part of a ton of gimmick matches. Do you prefer yes. just straight up one on one or tag matches, or you don't mind yes. getting in these? 100%. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 100%. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, I'm not going to do another death match for a while unless, okay, it's, okay. Either, either, unless it's either the, the blow off to a feud. Okay, uh, makes sense. Uh, whether it's a, a special opponent. Or the or like um, it's really just those two. Um, like for example, if Matt Tremont said, "Hey, I want to wrestle you in a death match," Ab- yes, sir, absolutely, without question. There you go. It's Matt. It's Matt Tremont, like the go- arguably the goat of independent wrestling, in my opinion. Like a top mm. top five. Like to quote the great Jay Briscoe, "Top five dead or alive." Oh, there you go. In independent wrestling, is Matt Tremont. Ar Fox is on that list. Um. That's a good Other one. Than, uh, I, there's more I could probably think about. Like I'd have to like like really think about. But those two are top are like on the, in the top five of my like greatest independent wrestlers of all time. No, and those are good shutouts, of course, and they should be on everyone's top five, most definitely. Okay, would you be in any like? Is there any gimmick match that you would want to be a part of that you haven't done yet? Uh, a bull rope match. Oh, that's a good shutout. Yeah, bull rope match probably is the only bull rope match is the only one I I'd, I'd like to do that I haven't done. Like, I've been in street fights, I've been in a death match, I've been in ladder matches, I've been in TLC matches, may a cage match at some point also, mm. you know, but other than that, like, those two are real, it's a cage match and a bull rope match. Now, do you prefer, again, being old school, prefer the old blue steel cage or the new type of cages? Uh, ooh. <laughs> 
right? I think I think it depends. I think it depends on the day. Oh, okay. Whatever it's one you're of up those for. Things where like I can't pick. So like you know one like for example, if I'm watching like all the WWE, if I'm watching like my one of the spots that stands out like from my childhood as a kid, okay. um, is Bobby Lashley. Uh, a Bobby, the Bobby Lashley Umaga feud, where Bobby Lashley jumps into the cage and it breaks. Oh right, yeah, yeah. If I'm on a, a trend of those cage matches, that's the cage I prefer. But if I go back and I watch the Big Blue Steel Cage, I really want to wrestle on that fucking thing. Mm, true, and yeah. it, it, there's just something I don't know. It, maybe again, it's because of the childhood of mine. But there's something about that blue cage where. I'm surprised they've never once, ever since they retired, it brought it back for like some sort right. of nostalgia act. Like, you know what I mean? I just don't. I don't think the demand is there as much as people want, as people like uh, us think there is. Uh, but it, oh, I'd also wrestle. I'd also like to wrestle a war games match, which is a cage ooh. match, but like with the two rings. Like, I'd, I, I'd like to wrestle a war games at one point. Now, watching gimmick matches, do you do you enjoy them? Like again, because I grew up in an attitude era. The more weapons, the better. That I found back then. I I enjoy them. Um, I I mean, I enjoy all wrestling somewhat equally. Okay. Like, um. I don't like watching hardcore matches back to back to back to back. Like, um, but Makes like, if, like if I'm watching pay per views, like, and there's one for pay per view, I'm happy. If there's or if there's one, if I unless obviously if I'm watching ECW, I'm in a different bag. Of course, of what, I'm to, of what I'm trying to watch, so that's different. But right. like, other than that, other than that, like, uh, there's there, I don't have like something I prefer to watch over the other. How about tag team wrestling? Because I know you've tagged quite a bit over your career too, as well. Even winning some tag gold on the indies. I yes, I love tag team wrestling. Okay. I, tag, tag team wrestling is my favorite type of wrestling. Really? To, to, oh, okay. To, to do, Beautiful. To do and to watch. Like I love tag team wrestling. Like it's my it's my favorite type of wrestling. Okay, so okay, I've been wanting because everyone. Okay, obviously, being in wrestling, you can attest to this too. Everyone's goal is to become the world champion. Obviously, if, if you're not in for that, why are you in wrestling? But yeah. I, I also appreciate that you could be sort of in a tag team and then splinter off and go tight, like back and forth, like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing I mean, wrong what, with that. That's what happened with my tag partner and I. My oh, main, okay. my, my main tag partner in Florida. He's my best friend in the entire world. He's arguably, in my personal opinion, the best wrestler, the best independent wrestler the state of Florida has produced in the past five years minimum. Oh wow, that's high praise. It's, I'm talking like I'm talking between the ropes, bell to bell. There's no one better than him, and I'm like, and people can say like, oh, what about people that are signed, unsigned, like. People that are signed, that's a different category, but I sure. think he's a better wrestler than some people that are signed. Well, it's, it's true. And, like, I, and that might be a little unfair because there are some people that get signed that have no background in wrestling, and it's a little unfair. So on a minimum, at an unsigned level, he's the best wrestler in the state of Florida. From Between the ropes, bell to bell, there's no one better than him. No, but it's true. Like you even brought up the name A.R. Fox earlier, and finally he's getting his flowers being signed to AEW. Yes. But again, the, another unsung hero. It's not to say that people on the main roster should not be there. It's just that why Absolutely. isn't he also there? You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's exactly right. And again, I, I totally see that point of view. But again, going back to tag teams, I love it because again, I grew up in the golden era. One of my favorites was Demolition of all time. Like yeah. just like that whole era when tag team meant something. Like now they've tried, but ever since I think they unified it, and obviously I'm speaking WWE, but AEW is doing yeah. a great job as well. Even TNA is doing a great job. I like yes. the fact where it is a true tag team. Like you could put two guys together, but as long yeah. as they mesh and then they become like, like an example was, was the bar. Like I wouldn't think that tag team would have lasted two weeks and look what they, the it, run they went on. Like, you know what I mean? Did, yep. 
So it's like you could do it, but to always break up a tag team, that to me never made sense. I, Sometimes. Like, mm. I'm sorry. I think, you cut, I, I think we're going on the same. Okay, go for here. it, please. I'm so sorry for cutting you off <laughs> again. Um, tag teams don't always need to have this big, giant breakup. This big, giant breakup. Like, people can go, like, because, again, the perfect example is my tag team partner and I. We, when I say we fell off, it, I wouldn't say like fell off as far as like our performance wise. Right. But as a team in Florida, we fell off a little bit because we found success being singles wrestlers. Like mm. I made connections, traveled to the Midwest, and started getting booked a lot. And then he went on and was like, and I tried. I, and it's not like I don't try. Like the first thing I do every show is like, hey, I have any any booking email. It's like, hey, I have singles and a tag available. Oh, like I can awesome. do both. I have my partner. Like I'm a, I'm gonna look out for him no matter what. Like oh, that's awesome. Always. Um, like he, I, like I tell everyone, anyone as we're like as you hear me singing his praises, I tell everyone about him. Like that's my guy, 100 percent through and through. Dan. The imperceptible Daniel Starling. I'm going to plug him now. I know you said do it at the no, end. No, please go for it. His Twitter is at DanStarling98. If you're not paying attention, please do. He is going to be one of those, like, it, it, the, the next generation of influential, pure style wrestlers. I'm talking guys like Adam Priest, guys like Daniel Garcia. Um, Shit. Good company. Uh, like, etc etc like right. you know you've got like the guys that are up and coming slash like kind of solidifying themselves like robert martyr and uh there's a lot of guys in the northeast that really wrestle that style um elo neal is one of them uh jordan blade is another one but just underneath that level of people daniel starling is right they're ready to break the like to you know uh, what's he's he's on the precipice of being one of those those people for the next generation to come, I've, and I and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. There's only one thing I, I always have to say about wrestling, though, is when someone is so ahead of their time, he gets overlooked. Like you see this so many times. Absolutely. Like like you know what I mean. Like people don't understand like the vision or what they're doing or what. Like I always go back to Swerve. Like this guy should like, again should be world champion everywhere he goes, but because yeah. though people don't see what. Like, the vision is, they don't understand it. So it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you're a good wrestler, so we'll keep you on. Like, another yeah. one I always go to is Ricochet. How this man has not been elevated to the status yeah. of a main eventer by now. It's like, come look what he was doing before that. For Ricochet, I, I can't speak on a man's career. He signed. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I had an opinion. I was like, wait, he's got a contract, and I don't. I don't I'll, just shut, I'll just shut up now. Let's keep going. <laughs> Well, again, it's like they say it's it's different when you're under the big uh, the big machine. Like you know what I mean? It like it's only it's only so much. Like so, I've heard obviously talking to to the guys from the business and stuff. It's like there's only so much that you could put forth before you're crossing that line, and then like you know what I mean. And everyone's situation is different, obviously, right? So for sure. But oh oh, yeah, there's there's just so many things. Again, the tag team division, like. that's the thing tag team division and the cruiserweight division such lost arts i think from wrestling where they should be elevated so and it's like there's so many to choose from like luckily the women are getting their flowers because i would have put them in that category too so the the thing about the like a modern day like there's there's not really a modern day cruiserweight division what it becomes now is lucha 
What um, cru- the modern day cruiserweight wrestling has now become lucha. What what people expect when they hear, oh, this is going to be a lucha match. That's like a lucha match with non luchadors is just a modern day. In, in my opinion, okay. not that there are not that all the guys do that do that type of wrestling are cruiserweights because they're not. Black to- Black Taurus is a perfect example. Yeah. Of a guy that's an incredible rest, incredible wrestler. Number one, just base straight wrestler. But when it comes to like the lucha libre style of wrestler, he's incredible. He's Gringo Loco, another perfect example oh, of a wrestler like that. The, the base god, god. like <laughs> yeah, he's another perfect example. When I say, I just think what people used to expect out of the old, like the WCW's cruiserweight division, when you had Dean Malenko, um, you had Dean Malenko, you had Eddie, you had Chris, you had Ray. Uh, Psychosis, Hoovy, all those wrestlers, that has now become like what what was called the cruiserweight division is is now modern day lucha in the United States at least. Yeah, but in again, I, to me, it's not fair because you still have the likes of people like Roddy Strong, like you know what I mean, where he's he doesn't Roger do. Roger Strong's not a cruiserweight. You know, <laughs> uh, but but compared to the other guys that he usually like wrestles up against, well, again, when he was in WWE at least. That man beats the hell out of everyone. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. See, one dream match, I, I know they touched a bit, would have been to see Roddy, again, left money on the table, dream match, whatever, but Roddy Strong against Gunther. Oh, my God. To oh, me, absolutely. Woo, that would have been such a great match. My God. Absolutely. My goodness. But, again, but like you said, the Dean Malenko's of the world, like those are the wrestlers that I used to really enjoy where you didn't rely on your strength or your sort of like aerial status it was all mat based wrestling could still yeah. tell a great story I, okay i get what you're saying like yeah. like that's what i mean in versus of like what is considered a cruiserweight n- nowadays okay well now that just becomes that becomes uh pure wrestling ah i guess so right yeah if that's if that's what you're looking for from that like those cruiserweight scenarios you're looking at pure wrestling now that's what mm. you're looking for it's people putting on pure style wrestling matches again. Guys like Robert Martyr, guys like Daniel Garcia, guys like Wheeler Yuta, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that does make sense. Okay, yeah. wrestling aside, enough talk yeah. about wrestling, my friend. You said it. You were into football. You played yeah. football. Now, if there was the opportunity, I'm not saying if there was because I don't know what was your exit from football. But if you could have gone the route and stayed and gone professional, would you would have gone that instead of pro wrestling? I probably would have been someone that went from rest from football to wrestling. Oh, okay. I would have always ended up like in hindsight. No matter I what, right? Always, I would have always ended up being a wrestler. Nothing. The end goal would have never changed. But if I had gone professional, I, if if I probably would have been someone that either had a long a long football career and they did one or two wrestling spots mm. or i would have been like most guys who don't who have a shorter football career and then become wrestlers see but now you have both prerequisites because like even like how kevin owen said he thought you had to be a football player to be in pro wrestling yeah. right so you had football your second generation so of course you're gonna get signed right yeah. <laughs> where where's my is this is, is where's my contract huh? <laughs> Do you know a guy? Is that what you're saying? You're oh, to- I wish, my friend. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, right? right. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, but okay. so how far did you get into into uh, football, and why was I your played, exit? I, just, I played high school football. Oh, um, that's it? Okay. I played high school. I wanted to go to college. My grades would never be good enough. I had, oh. some, I had injuries and other stuff, too. I didn't I, – like, I could have been a premier student athlete. Oh, shit. But I just – I didn't care about school. I didn't do home. I was lazy. I I, I, I was the kid that got a, got away with. Oh yeah, I test really well. Oh, 
So I passed tests really well. I got a really good score on my SAT, all that stuff. But I, right. I don't give a damn about homework. Mm. I, so, like, I could have had, I could have been an honor student, straight A's, whatever. I just didn't. That was my own fault. <laughs> hey, again. I'll admit to it. Like, I failed there. It happens. <laughs> Again, looking back hindsight, and as kids, I don't think anyone should be held accountable. Again, that's why it's when, when you go 18 is when you're accountable as an adult. So anything prior to 18, I think that's when you should be fucking up and yeah, like absolutely. you know, and having the journey. Because if you did that when you were like in college or something later, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's like, come if on. You're, if you're 35 years old making <laughs> the same mistakes as an 18-year-old, Thank you, need, you. I need, you need help. Thank you, right? So I say get it out of your system. So your oats, as they say. <laughs> Sell your oats, but also consensually, please. Well, well, you can't be some friggin' crazy devil you, out there. No, so no, that's what I mean when I say if you're 35 years old doing things 18 year olds would do, stop, retire, find something else, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, I know plenty of 50 year olds that still party like they're 19. So yeah, it doesn't really work. And they need to go to therapy. <laughs> so, are you a fan of football? NFL fan? Um, I, I, so football's kind of fallen off for me a little bit. When I oh, say okay. fallen off, it's just not something I pay attention anymore. Only mm. because I, I consume so much wrestling media. Like, oh, okay. Whether it's wrestling, clips, interviews, promos, sure. being on Twitter, like any of that stuff. I consume so much, like, sports-related media through sports entertainment of wrestling. I'm not trying to watch football, like... I'm still a fan of sports. Like uh, as a Florida, as a Florida native, I am a um, I'm a Florida State Seminoles fan. Okay. Um, my the Bucks are the second team that I cheer for in football. My first one being uh, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. Okay. My mom is my mom is from Seattle, so I was raised a Seahawks fan. There you go. Um, Makes sense. I don't care for baseball. Uh, I'm an Oakland Athletics really? fan solely for the. Solely for the reason of if it was the first live fo- baseball game I ever went to, and it was the first baseball jersey I ever owned was an A's jersey. So I'm an Oakland fan. I'm an Athletics go. fan, and obviously, like I'll watch the Rays, I'll support the Rays because they're the home team, and then sure. I'm a Lightning fan. Oh well, and I do have to apologize again, being from Toronto, as of this airing, and you hey, know. man, it, it happens. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not a Leafs fan, so I can't really contest. You got to so chalk one up to the game. That's what that one is. <laughs> well, they were due, my friend. The Leafs, like again, not being a Leaf fan and living in the city, they were due because again, look what Tampa did to them last year. Like you know what I mean? So if they would have did it again, I think they would have burned down the city to the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you said the sports it's still until you try, and I'm glad that you're one of those again. Not no shots at any other wrestler that doesn't watch wrestling, but to keep up with the product, to even go back and watch it, because you hear so many guys and girls nowadays that just don't have the time to watch yeah. what's going on. So I think it's important to see what other people are doing. But again, obviously, Absolutely. behind the scenes, I'm sure people talk and whatnot and see clips. But I think it's very important, unless you're just totally sick of it. But again, that's besides the point. But I, I also I, think a lot of the majority of people's like uh, when it comes because they. Um, they don't keep necessarily keep up with the product because of things like just talking about Eclipse, Twitter, things like that. Oh, they, don't have, they don't have to really keep up with that. They can see a cool thing and then be like, all right, cool, I want to try that or I want to try this. They don't have to go and watch, which which isn't a bad thing. It, it, like with the way today's wrestling is, it's what? not a it's not a bad thing. Like it sounds crazy and people always say like there's no storytelling in wrestling. Everybody's just wrestling for spots, this and that, for mm. wrestling for gifts. Well, here's the problem with that. And not even the problem. Here's the reason. You can you can do both. You can do both equally as well. Right. The attention span of the casual fan is not 
it's not long enough for them to care about storytelling. You have to you have to do something that draws them in and keeps them coming back to then be able to tell them a story. That is true. Like, you have to do something fucking insane that draws the attention of someone to then keep them to then for them to give them a reason to be invested. Um, for example, and it worked for me for a little while. Two years ago, it's what got me more notoriety. Um, like when I was when I I mean I'm still a nobody, but like it helped. It was a moment that definitely helped build my career. Okay. Um, like the career where I'm at so far is I was in a ladder match. I was in a TLC match. Oh shit. It was when I took my first light tubes. It was myself. Oh my god! And it was myself and a wrestler named Freddie Hudson. I was in a group. I, I so to, to backtrack real quick. I will okay. always be first class. That is the name of the group I'm in. I know there's also a group in the Northeast named First Class. We're in two different regions. Like people won't get us confused for now. Okay. I'll always be first class. First class. We were the good old boys. Like was our our tag team name first. We were the good old boys. But A, people wanted us to wrestle a different way than we wanted to wrestle. And then B, the word, the phrasing of good old boy became something uh, different after thing after uh, after what happened, the tragedy of George Floyd and all these other um, African-American folks yeah. that lost lives because of yeah. horrible, horrible police brutality in the United States. Um, so that's not who we are. We're, that's not who we'll ever be ever in our life. So the minute that happened, I approached Starling and the, uh, um, we hadn't added our other two members yet, but I, okay. I, I took Starling and I was like, Hey, I don't like this anymore. Here are the reasons why, how do you feel about changing the name? He was like, Oh, absolutely. I don't want to be associated with anything that can make people think that about yeah, us. Exactly. So, um, we changed the name to first class. Um, so, all right. So good to go back. Um, this ladder match, me and Freddie Hudson, I was in a group in the Midwest called Shooters Don't Die. Okay. Don't a wrestler named Don't Die Miles, the shooter Freddie Hudson, myself. I love those guys. They're like family. They always will be. Versus uh, a very young, a very good and talented tag team out of Ohio named um, the the Audi. Um, they're 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 all over the Midwest. Really innovative, creative wrestlers. Um, the mid the IW the uh, mid the the Midwest. Deathmatch legends, tag team legends, the Rejects, John Wade Murdoch and Reed Bentley, and then a tag team out of Las Vegas. I don't know if they wrestle anymore. Both very good wrestlers. Um, Adriel Noctis, um, Adriel Noctis and uh, Lazarus, they were known as Creature Feature. Okay. So we're the main event of this like long, it was this long like wrestling. It wasn't a, it wasn't a collective, but it was like the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of like wrestling going on all night, even up until midnight. Oh, okay. So we were the main, we were the main event of this midnight card. So we sure. we go on at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. We go on at two o'clock in the morning, and I have already for weeks have been saying I'm going to jump off this ladder. I <laughs> we're going to do a doomsday device. I'm going to jump off this sure. ladder. Okay. They put a like to peel back the curtain. We're go- we they get us in a group chat. What do you guys want? I said I don't give a shit about having anything else. I need right. a ladder to jump off of. <laughs> Awesome. I need a ladder to jump off of. And they were like, yeah. all right. And they got me a sturdy fucking ladder. <laughs> but we had multiple ladders and I did multiple spots with multiple ladders. But okay. the main one was for my, my tag partner, Freddie, because let's just think about it. It's a doomsday device. The visual of the big guy coming off the top for a, of a doomsday device is it. It's brutal. Right. Exactly. So, I cl- uh, the, the visual. Freddie gets this kid up. Um, he's he at the time was in a group with the Audi, 
and you know used to interfere in their matches so he interferes and then gets so we we fuck him off with this giant doomsday device <laughs> getting up on the shoulders I the ladder set up. I point to that. I don't obviously. I'm not going all the way to the top. I go like four, three or four rungs up. Right. I point point to the ladder like I'm climbing. I start climbing. <laughs> I start climbing. The crowd is going crazy. I turn around, jump off the deal, and the, the it was the loudest the, that whole night the crowd had been. Oh shit! Awesome. And it's the main event of a two a.m. show. Yeah, like yeah. I jump off. Like people see that I'm climbing this ladder, and you just. My favorite is there's someone in the crowd on the clip just swinging, just <laughs> swinging like this. They're so excited to see me jump off this ladder. Oh, my God. And I jump. So, like, I had to do that. I didn't have to do that. But I, I know that I had to do that because there were fans that were made that night that still follow what I do mm. and still interact with my posts and still buy my merch, et cetera, et cetera. That's a long-ass story to get to the fact where you have to have both nowadays. No, it's true. It's so well put, my friend. And again, no, there's no such thing as a long story as long as there's a point and it's entertaining. So yeah. <laughs> to go to go all the way back to it, like talking about um, people's like like consuming of wrestling, like right. we have we have to commute we have to consume things in a short period because our attention spans nowadays just won't allow for anything else. You have to start somewhere and then gradually work like almost train yourself into consuming if you like someone enough you're going to consume their longer form media longer matches storytelling things like that because you want more and more and more no you want to invest more so you have to yeah no that's exactly it okay now in terms of what's the best last tv show you've watched or even movie that you've watched oh that's a good one um i've started this uh I haven't really consumed a lot of television, or I haven't watched a movie in God knows how long. Um, but if I had to pick one, a couple weeks ago I started an anime. Okay. Um, called, uh, hold on, I'm going to look this up because I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> oh, here it is. Record of Ragnarok. Oh, okay, never heard Record of this. Record of Ragnarok. So the premise of Record, uh, Record of Ragnarok, uh, um, it is the most dude bro fight club Dragon oh, Ball Z style show ever. Oh. In the sense of, uh, in the sense of, um, the premise of this is what if gods and humanity went twelve on twelve or one, like one on one best best or first one like best of twelve. Right. Um, in a fight for humanity and when I say so it's like it's 12 gods from all pantheons it's every god you can think of from every religion oh shit okay and then it's 12 of America's most like fo- like like of not America of the world's World. um like um basically like they pick 12 people like figures from the the world's history so there's like um uh, Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay, I see. On, a, on the, the the humanity side, Buddha. Uh, so because Buddha was technically a human, Buddha fights for the humans oh, shit. instead of being a god. What and then there's mean? another one. So like, there's Thor. There's um, there there's Thor. There's Zeus. There's Zeus. Aphrodite. Shit. Um, okay, okay. There's Odin. Is there like, Jesus? Did he throw in Jesus in there? I think there is. That'd be hilarious. Um, but to, but but to reference Christian um, Christian the, the the Christianity religion, one of the people that fight for fights for the humans is Adam. Oh, 
like Adam and Eve. Right. Nikolai, Tesla, and then a couple, a oh, bunch shit. of figures from Chinese and uh, Chinese and Japanese. Like, right, right. Or the early era, like war, early warring countries era, like 1200, 1100, 800 BC from their records too. It's insane. The Genghis Khan probably. I, I would pick Genghis Khan to represent I think it. Was, I think so. I think it was people that war that fought Genghis Khan. Oh, a, I guess they didn't want to put no evil. Uh, yeah, people defending like I you mean, can't Jack, play like Hitler in there or something, you know. No, but Jack the Ripper is like. Oh, but he is bad. That's yeah, right. but that's like that's like probably like the extent of where where it went. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Okay, how about this? Do you watch it with the dubs or do you watch it with the subtitles? So record, so record of Ragnarok, Ragnarok is subtitled. Oh, okay, um, but do you? I grew I grew up watching dubs anime because oh. that's all that was because that's all that was on TV. You know what? That's like, true. Back then, you couldn't switch that's, it. Back then, they didn't have the option. Yeah, I, I will admit, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm just lazy. I'd prefer to watch dubs, but if it doesn't come dubbed, and I'll watch it subbed. I don't mind. So, are, that, is that your preferred genre to watch TV? Is it? I, I want whatever's good. <laughs> um, whatever's good. Um. I like Supernatural. I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm way behind on the Supernatural train. Okay. But like, su- you know, Supernatural has like 16 seasons. I'm in like season 12. Oh, I wow. started I started watching Supernatural during COVID, mm-hmm. like during lockdown. Okay. Um, Yellowstone is, inc- is an incredibly good TV show. You know what? So um, many wrestlers have told me this. This must be something with the wrestlers that love this show. Yellow- Yellowstone is just a good show. <laughs> um, I got to check it out though. There's Yellowstone. Um... I am on TikTok, so there's a lot of shows I want to start watching because of seeing like partial clips. So like oh. Peaky Blinders is something I want to start. I want sure. to watch that really bad. Um, on another foot, this is going to be crazy, but like okay. I've watched multiple episodes of Gossip Girl. Really oh. enjoy that. Hey. I, I was, I was, um, uh, I was, um, I was dating a girl okay. at the time, um, and that's what she would watch, like like her binge show okay. and I'd sit down and then I'd start paying attention and then I'd watch like four or five episodes. I'd miss like a week, like a couple episodes like that she would binge and then I'd watch more like gossip girls one. Um, you know Gilmore what girls is the other Gilmore girls is the other. Not, not to cut you off there, but I, I could totally uh, sympathize with you because if it wasn't for my wife, half of this shit I would not watch if I yeah. wasn't married to her. But I probably wouldn't watch as like a single guy because it was just not my like all these like reality show, yeah. dating shows that we watch. I have to admit, I fucking love that shit and I eat it off. I hate it. I, I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. No, I don't know, man. That that's like my guilty pleasure nowadays. No, no, no I mean, oh. I mean, I, I agree with you. I hate how much I like it. Oh, okay, okay. Because like, especially I, what like Netflix has done now, they've created their own multiverse of like. It's insane. Like everything, and then they have like a super show where they were all on it together, and then so you know their background, like hook, line, and sinker, my friend. So so fantastically done. That's too much for me. Oh, I I just love, and again, maybe because I grew up watching wrestling too, I could suspend disbelief because obviously everyone, and I've even had people on that it's not written, but producers still pushed it a certain way because that's like you know how it is, right? But yeah. it's like, I, I don't care. I go in thinking that this is all real and they're not playing parts. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, I just eat up all that shit. I love it. See, I feel that. But also as a wrestler, I know what's worked. I know what's <laughs> working, what's not. Oh, I mean, you know what? That's true. I know, I know what's being fake. I know what's real. I know what real emotion and fake emotion looks like. Okay, but are you true to it? You're not walking around saying, oh, that's a work, that's a work, that's a no, work. Absolutely. Okay. No, absolutely. <laughs> so I am to myself. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. 
in my brain, I'm like, oh, that motherfucker. Like, that, that, that's not a real... Like, that's okay, so how about this? Like, was the NFL Super Bowl final a work? Because a lot of people came out and said it was. Hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> I can't speak on that because my FBI agent is currently <laughs> listening to my phone. <laughs> Well, that says it right there. Or you could say allegedly. You get away with that nowadays. <laughs> allegedly, that game ended the way the powers that be needed it to happen. Right. I think it was whether, too perfect. Whether, whether that's divine intervention or something else. I. Oh, I like that. That's a good it's one. It's like, Speaking it's, of have, you ever heard Cat, have you ever heard Cat Williams about, talk about who shot Tupac? No, but I've I've seen his acts. Obviously, I've never heard it's this. Not, one. But no, 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 it's in an interview. Oh, okay, no, no, I've never seen or heard it. It's in an interview. Um, it's Cat. It, the Cat Williams says uh, they talked to him about who shot Tupac and okay, who shot okay. whoever right. and who shot Biggie, and it was um. He goes, I think the person that shot Tupac knows who shot Tupac. Okay. I think the person that knows who shot Biggie shot Biggie. The police say that nobody shot Tupac and nobody shot Biggie. So I guess nobody shot Tupac and nobody shot Biggie. That's it. That's like, he was like, yeah, I'm sure, the, I'm sure the police know, but they say nobody does it. So I guess nobody did it. My God. My God. And that's how, that's how I look at the Super Bowl and other, a lot of other things in life. Well... I know, it's so true. There's a thing that's coincidence, but there's something, like you said, divine intervention is something totally different. <laughs> yep, absolutely it is, but... That's what you can sell it off as. Yeah, that is true. That is true, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Ron, for coming aboard today, my friend. Plug whatever yeah. you want to promote. Shows, socials, floors, all yours. Uh, this Saturday in Brooksville, Florida, for if you have any Florida listeners, especially in that area in Brooksville, Florida, at Leadfoot City, I will be wrestling at uh, Better Battle Ready Action League, also known as Brawl USA. Um, I love wrestling at Brawl. I'm one half of the Brawl USA Tag Team Champions, along with Daniel Starling. Uh, we both are in singles competition um, that night. It is Saturday night, May 6th, at Leadfoot City. It's a venue they're also doing. They have car shows. They have food trucks. They have the whole oh, deal. Sure. Nice. I will. Uh, Daniel Starling will be wrestling in a grudge match versus a t- uh, um, an up-and-coming up and coming hungry talent in the name of Jay Villa. He's a really good wrestler, tons of upside, tons of potential, but Daniel Starling is going to hand him that ass whooping. It does not matter what you say about it. Uh, myself, I will be wrestling against Lexi Gomez, the unbreakable Lexi Gomez, the captain Aaron Nova, the sex pistol Noah Vale. Again, uh, we will be in a fatal four-way Ooh. hot potato scramble for the wrestling, the inaugural Wrestling Nerds Radio Network All Florida Championship. Wow. I, ha- I will have a promo coming out later this week about it. Those will be on my socials uh, at Ron Bass Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page that's Ron Bass Jr. I also have Ron Bass Jr. in my real life Facebook, like like in the parentheses next to my real life Facebook name. Please do not add me on my real Facebook page until we've had a conversation. There you go. It sounds it sounds silly, but I have my fa- I have my other page for a reason. I will respond to you there unless we've had personal conversations. I don't just I don't outright add fans. That's just me. I have Ron Bash Jr. on YouTube because okay. some of my matches are you know um, okay. Some of my matches are on streaming services, so they're not readily available on YouTube. I try to do my best to download them and then upload them to my YouTube. Uh, and then my, if you want to buy merch, please buy merch. You know, every little bit helps. We're all struggling out here. Um, if if you can afford to support with merch, please don't go out of your way to short yourself. I would never. I would hate. I would hate to say for someone to tell me I couldn't pay a bill this week because I bought your merch instead. 
if you please, like, I beg of you, like, take care of yourself before you take care of anything else. That's that's the most important thing, not just financially, just in life. Like, if you're not taking care of yourself, no one else is going to. No, that is important. You, like they said, you got to know how to love yourself before you love someone you else, have right? To, you have to love yourself. You have to be able to be willing to take care of yourself yep. before you can take care of anyone else. That is so true. Um, but that website is ronbashjr.bigcartel.com. Um, again, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can, if you would like to book me, you can reach mm-hmm. out on any of um, both of those to DM me on Instagram and Twitter at ronbashjr. Or you can email me at bookronbashjr at gmail.com. I'm available for singles, tag bookings, meet and greets, podcasts, bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, <laughs> whatever you need me to do. Uh, if you want to quit your job and need somebody to cut a promo on your boss for you to quit your job, oh, I'll do it. Um, I like that. If you, need, if you need someone to tell the love of your life in a wrestling promo style <laughs> that you love them and you want to be with them, I'll do it. If you want to tell someone to go fuck themselves, I'll do it. If you want to break up with your toxic, abusive boyfriend, I'll Ooh. do it. I'll probably even come up there and just do it myself face-to-face, whatever. And do you think those are jokes? I will do all of those things for people. There, there is, there is. Uh, as long as it's within my moral standing, I will do anything for money. Oh, there you go, there you go. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast and you like what you've heard, please go back and check out other episodes also featuring second-generation wrestlers such as Brian Pillman Jr., Baby Doll, and Jeff Jarrett, to name just a few. All right, one last question before I let you go, my friend. Absolutely. Okay, since you watch current product, which, yes. which signed wrestler do you have to go out of your way to watch each and every week? Oh, ooh. Oh, oh, that's difficult. That's not a fair question. <laughs> I know. That's why. <laughs> that's not a fair question. Um, man. Um, there's a lot right it, now. It, absolutely. There's a. There's a. That's a. That's a because there's 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 multiple companies. If you want to talk about sign talent, we could go there. Um, if I if I had to pick. Um, Man, this is rough. Um, uh, if I, uh, um, God damn it! This is a difficult question. Um, like, it sounds like a cop out answer, but um, Cody is one of them because, like, I just love watching Cody Rhodes wrestle. That's Cody funny. Rhodes is probably the number one dream opponent uh, of matches that probably will never happen. He's my dr- he's my dream opponent, like hands down. Him or Dustin are my dream opponents, like in singles matches. Uh, undoubtedly, as far as matches that I don't think will ever happen are concerned, um, never say never in pro wrestling, as they say. Never, you're, you're not wrong. Never <laughs> say never. Um, uh, it sounds, cra- it's gonna sound crazy. Go for it. It's gonna sound crazy. There's there. It's a uh, Jeff Jarrett. It's the whole conglomerate of 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 what Jeff Jarrett's doing in AEW. It's Sanjay Dutt. It's Jeff Jarrett. It's sat one in a billion. Let's 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 put it. Give him his credit. It. One in a billion. Seven foot tall. Satnam Singh. And it's Jay Lethal, my trainer. That one's a little biased. <laughs> no, but like, what they're doing is fantastic, and that's fair because, like, you know what I mean. It's it's very it's, entertaining. It's, and who does not yeah. like that Sanjay Dutt character that you just want to pick up and throw? Like, you know and what I mean. Him. It's fantastic. Absolutely. I love it. Um, and if I had to pick another like deeper cut WWE one, sure. Um, 
who's in wrestling do I just Bobby Lashley? Oh, uh, that's a good shout. Love Bobby Lashley. I love everything Bobby Lashley does. Now that I'm really thinking about it, like he was the first name that just popped into my head. Like, I love it. The Almighty. It's 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 brilliant. It is brilliant, but I just so simple. him and MVP together. Just I was just gonna say, I just wish they would have kept with that whole storyline still going and add Omas to the mix still too. Hurt, you know what I mean? The 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 hurt business, like that was it, so great. That was such a great faction. We were robbed of the bloodline versus right? the hurt business, and oh. I'll never, I'll never forget it, and I'll never forgive them for it. We were robbed of it. Oh, I know. I I agree, my friend. I agree. Bye. Cedric, we were robbed of Cedric of, of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin versus the Usos. What kind of a? F- what are we doing here? What are we do? We like. What are we doing here? Speaking of tag team, exactly. That's awesome. Speaking of tag team stuff, we were robbed. Oh, that's awesome. On that note, he's Ron. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.